Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View, the show that celebrates the men and women who are making coastal Mississippi a better place to live work and play. We've got a great show today. On the first segment, we've got Michael Sunderman, who's president and publisher of M2 Media. I'll tell you more about that in a second. And in the second segment, we actually had uh, Dr. Nicholas Conger, who is an, uh, an internal medicine uh, doctor. He specializes in infectious diseases. So we're going to have, a, I think, a really good conversation about some of the practical reality of what we're facing today. So I'm looking forward to that conversation. Uh, good morning, Michael. Good morning, Ricky. How are you? I'm doing great. Your company is owned by, co-owned by your wife. How's she doing? She's awesome. She's she's doing great. Enjoying. She's actually cooking up every day a gourmet meal at home. So I should be about 400 pounds by now, but I'm not. So, yeah. <laughs> well, good good for you, Mary's Mary's special. That's for sure. But you you own South Mississippi Living, Discover South Discover South Mississippi, um, gaming. Um, I mean, Jackpot Magazine, Mississippi Gaming News. So to say that you have skin in the game is a massive understatement about the reality of your current business situation relative to where we find ourselves. So uh, I really appreciate you joining us in these difficult times. I'm actually curious. I mean, what has the last couple of months been for you? Been like been like for you? Uh, unprecedented. Uh, I, you know, I, you and I have been doing this publishing gig for a long time. And I've been through hurricanes, I've been through recessions, I've been through oil spills, I've been through, you know, worked in probably 13 or 14 states. Uh, I've never had to, you know, deal with something like this where it just wipes out almost everything. And with Jackpot, so for the first time in 26 and a half years, I will not be able to publish Jackpot in in May. We are not going to have an issue because, you know, going to press, we had no indication that the casinos were going to open up. So they have no entertainment, they have no... Uh, no, well, they don't, can't even open the door. So, so hopefully we're hearing that maybe Memorial Day weekend or sooner that the casinos could reopen so we can publish in June. So, Yeah, that's, that's good. And, you know, we've talked about this repeatedly on the show. It's, it's so important. We're seeing you can, you can study countries around the world. Sweden is a good example. But you study countries around the world, and they're taking different approaches. Even certain states are taking different approaches. But I think what you're seeing is a building momentum around we have to get the economy moving in the right direction. Because if we don't, the problems that come from that in, in, in terms of human damage, uh, life, livelihoods and, and mental health issues and you, know, you name it, Michael, is super complicated. We have to figure out a way to live with the virus and get our economy moving again. We, and no, I don't think anyone expects that opening the economy is going to be flipping the switch. The governor says this over and over again. We're not flipping the switch. We have to learn to live with this disease until we have a vaccine. But but we've got to figure out how to do both. And everybody's got a role to play in this. And we, we everyone does. Uh, but it is an unusual situation we find ourselves in, isn't it? I'm seeing a lot of it. If you go to the grocery store, um, uh, almost everyone's wearing masks, which is good. Um, you know, everyone's everyone's taking this seriously. Well, I say not everyone. Most people are taking this seriously. And the people that aren't um, should start taking it seriously. Uh, you talked about flipping the switch. I think this is more of a we got to walk before we run kind of scenario. Um, 
and, and you know, for the casinos, and that's 10,000 so jobs here on the coast and 20,000 statewide, you know, they, they are such an important factor in the state's economy, uh, taxes, tourism, you name it. Uh, we've got to get them open somehow, some way in a safe fashion. So the, the Gaming and Hospitality Association has been working overtime on developing procedures. They, they've sent those procedures and safety uh, precautions to the Gaming Commission to, to, to review. I think the Gaming Commission has reviewed those. And now uh, they've made recommendations and tightened it up a little bit even more. And now that's gone to the governor's office for his approval. But as we talked before we came on, you know, if it, if you see an uptick in cases or something like that, I think there's going to be a hesitation to let, let them open up. So I'm hoping that, you know, people take this seriously, uh, you know, stay in place, wear the mask, do the safety precautions so we can start getting businesses like the casinos and other large stores and small stores open. So just so that people, you know, maybe it's some new people listening to the show, and if you've heard me say this before, bear with me. It probably is good to hear this again. But the way this thing has been laid out is that if you have, a, if you hit the apex and then you start reporting each day a lower number of new cases for a period of 14 days, then you're able to begin to move through the next phases. And the, and and just, just to be very specific, um, it is definitely not a light switch. It is more. It is more like a volume control. We will. We will move it up if you know. And if everything's going okay, we can continue to move it up. If we have an outbreak, though, we got to move it back. We got to turn the volume back down again, because that's just the reality of what we're dealing with here. But if everybody plays their part, if everybody, as you pointed out, practices social distancing, wears the mask when they're out in public, and all of those things, we can begin to see those restaurants, for example, open with limited capacity and the casinos certainly with limited capacity. And it's complicated to think about the the cleaning processes that Larry talked about on the, on the show earlier this week. It's, it's complicated to think about, you know, creating social distancing within the casinos, which essentially limits the capacity of the casino. But all those things the casino industry is ready to do and needs to be able to do so that we can get money flowing in our economy. It's not just the casino, the direct casino jobs it's all the support jobs that come with that i mean it's just an enormous in you know an enormous industry yeah there's there's probably you know hundreds of vendors that rely on the casinos and that and and these are all businesses that started 26 27 years ago when the casinos came in these are all new businesses that, that flourish in the state and they need the casinos to be open to even start to recover and you know we're getting a lot of government money i got that ppp money which is awesome i appreciate it thank you but that runs for two and a half months. Then what? So and so I'm in the same situation as a lot of small businesses. And there has to be a light at the end of the tunnel, Ricky. There's got to be something yeah. to start focusing on and building a plan around. And it takes everybody doing their part. When Fofo was on, he uh, <laughs> I love the way he said this. I repeated this, I think, yesterday, but I'll say it again. And he says, it's like when someone, the doctor gives you some medicine to take. And he reminds you, when you start feeling better, don't stop taking your medicine. You still got to take your medicine. So just because the the number of daily reported cases has come down some, we're still reporting a substantial number of new cases every day. That means that it's out there. And yes. you don't know who you're going to run into. They may be completely asymptomatic. In other words, no symptoms whatsoever. They may not even know they're a carrier. 
and they and you, you you could catch it from them. So if you you know you may be asymptomatic and a carrier not know it, and it's just as important for you to wear it so you don't give it to somebody else. Exactly. It's a you know we're all learning this stuff, but as as uh, Fofo pointed out, is you know ninety nine percent of the people get it, but that one percent that don't get it. Or maybe that one percent that sets us back. Everybody's got to got to play their part, especially if they want our economy to work. Yeah. They got to play their part. And you talk with Larry Gregory. Um, you know they're taking this very seriously, Ricky. Um, and their their whole focus is safety, 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 cleanliness. You know, make that casino shining bright. And they'll be. It won't be the casinos that we're used to. It, it just won't look and feel the same. But I think all the precautions will make you feel safer. To come back yes. in um, from the time you walk in the door, the time you check in the hotel, by the time you go to your hotel room, come back down, get something to eat and then go and gamble. Uh, everything's going to be a little different. Everything's going to have different procedures. Uh, you're going to see more more hand stations, sanitizing stations. You're going to see probably more staff on the floor cleaning machines. You're going to see separations of the slot machines or, or slot machines turned off in between. You're going to see less people at a table game. Uh, everything they've got to do to make this thing right. But still, yeah. I advise people to wear your masks, and I'm sure the dealers and, and the staffs will all be wearing masks and protective gear. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's an unusual situation we find ourselves in, but if we want life to go on until we find a vaccine, these are the kind of things we need to do. There's just, there's just no there's doubt about demand, it. Ricky, there's a lot of pent demand. I mean, people are, are just going back crazy, cabin fever. And the minute they think it's safe enough to go out, I think you're going to see people go to the casinos, go to the restaurants, go shopping, all the stuff they've been wanting to do. Um, we all love our families, but you got to you got to get out pretty soon. Hey, what, you know what? You know what? You know what's good, though? If you think about the leadership, you think about uh, John Harrison and Anthony Wilson and um, and others from the coast who are engaged in the Restart Commission. And then you've got Ashley Edwards at the Business Council and and Tish Williams over in Hancock County. And I, I could name every all of them because I've talked to them all. We've got, we've got incredibly strong leaders in all these key positions. And then Linda Hornsby and Larry Gregory, the casino operators themselves, uh, just a wide range of people. And none of them, none of them have an illusion about what it looks like to to what it looks like at all yeah. about what it looks like to uh, to move forward in this odd situation. You know, it's interesting. Even in my conversations early on, very early on with Milton Segarra, he was already beginning to say that we are in a unique position where we can find uh, a, a maybe a competitive advantage for coastal Mississippi. And that's where I want to let's we'll go to this when we come back after the break. I've got uh, Michael Sunderman from M2 Media. You know him from many of his publications. We're going to continue the conversation really about tourism and the casino role, not just in coastal Mississippi for the state after this break. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Supertalk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back to Coast View. Um, I've got a great segment coming up after this conversation with Michael Sunderman with Dr. Nicholas Conger, who's a specialist in infectious diseases. I, I'm really looking forward to that conversation because it's obviously probably pretty darn relevant to the situation we're dealing with today. But when we went to the break, we were talking about some conversations that I've had uh, with Milton Segarra. Uh, we, you know, was, we've had a couple of conversations with him, but early on, what he was really zeroing in on was that currently, before this happened, about 80% of the people who came to coastal Mississippi drove here. 20% flew here. Um, with people wanting to sort of control their environment in this pandemic environment that we're in today, but still wanting to recreate and enjoy the sun and the beach and what coastal Mississippi has to offer, there's a great opportunity for us to really zero in, not only are those who were coming here before driving, but the, the group that was actually flying here, and that now they can drive it. So if we were to go from 80 to 85 to 90, that would actually be good for coastal Mississippi. And the key he was pointing out early in the game, and everyone's saying this today, that if we become known as the destination that is safe, even in spite of the situation, that that word travels, that it would really help us create a competitive advantage, and people will never forget it for, for years to come, once even after the vaccine. What's your thoughts about that, Mike? Uh, we've always been a strong drive-in market, anywhere from Tunica to Vicksburg to, to the coast. Uh, Mississippi's always had a strong drive-in market. Yeah, we have spurts where we, we maybe fund an airline or you know get some specials on airlines, and we, and we kind of try to build that up. But, uh, and that's a good thing to do. Uh, but primarily, we are a drive-in market, so that's great. Um, you know, here's an example. Uh, I think I'm going to go to Savannah, Georgia, uh, to see some friends end of the end of May. I'm not going to fly. I have no intentions of flying. I'm going to get my my car and drive Mary and I over there because it's safer. And I think that's the mindset that will help Mississippi. People will say, you know what? I don't want to be you know sitting two foot from a stranger for two hours. I think I'd rather just be me and my wife in a car. Um, so I think that's going to be helpful. And listen, if you look at what happened here before the pandemic, January, February, and March, gaming and tourism numbers were hitting all-time records. Yes. And boom. I, we were just cut at the knees. So, um, again, going back to the light switch, I don't see us you know, open the doors up and we're right back to record volume. <laughs> but... Uh, all the stuff that Milton and, and, and Karen Connor and all the tourism people were doing and all the program they were doing was really starting to pay some huge benefits to the coast. So we got to you know, restart that motor, get it going again. Um, and, it, and if they want to play up the safety aspect, that's awesome. Uh, you know, it, but we've got to live up to it. Yeah, we have to live up to it. Everybody's got to play their part. And what's interesting, I, I made this point yesterday, it's not like going in to just do an inspection on a, on a restaurant to see if they're going to pass the, the health in, uh, inspection. If we don't live up to it, an outbreak's going to occur. The, you know, well, here's the reality. People just it's, think of it this way, that this insidious disease will find the path of least resistance. It will find the weaknesses in our system. Especially for gathering people together in any large number. Yeah. So people just have to be focused on it in, in big ways. But we can do it, can't we, Mike? You know, absolutely. This coast is resilient, Ricky. You know, you've been involved in a lot of rebuilding the coast. You know what we can do. You know, we pull up our britches. You know, we, we got this stuff done before with Katrina and other events. Um, and then talking about my friends in the gaming industry, Ricky, um, I've been working with casino people for 34 years here in, in Nevada, some of the most brilliant people I've ever come across are in this industry. And they 
they solve problems so quickly and they're forward thinking uh, and they and they go about this thing in a very creative way. I'll give you an example. Uh, people are trying to get through for unemployment benefits to the state. Um, one of our coast casinos heard about this problem, called up the state and opened up a call room and will we'll be training their people uh, to, to handle these calls at their own expense. Yeah, I mean that's that's just going above and beyond, and that's just kind of the way people think around this industry. It's good, you know. I, it's I saw yesterday where Las Vegas is, you know, going to continue as is for the foreseeable future, just for a lot of reasons that we know. I mean, it's a big time flying market, and we know we know the situation there. Um, but if you think about it, every brick and mortar casino in the world right now is facing this. So if you think about not just the incredibly bright and talented people we have here in Mississippi, but in their corporations and their corp- their, their companies around the world. I mean, think about the brain power that's on this subject right now to say, how can we do it? Because, you know, they can, they cannot approach this as just this is a way for us to financially recover because they know the path to do that means learning to operate in this new environment because you got to get that right. I just can't imagine that they wouldn't successfully find what their new normal looks like under these circumstances and, and do it extraordinarily well. They, they had, uh, uh, you know, calls amongst all the GMs in the state. They had calls for a couple of days, I understand, to work out these procedures. Uh, they went to the gaming commission and fine tuned it, but a lot of them took uh, leads from other states, uh, looked at what they were doing and what their plans involved. Um, and it's it's going to be very involved. And I think it'll, it'll it'll be very cost intensive for them for a while because they're going to have to staff up and and put put more cleaning staff on and and uh you know people checking your temperatures coming the door most likely. It's going to yeah. be it's going to be that intense. Yeah. So what? Tell me, tell me, Michael, real quick about the status of your situation. You know, how are your employees doing, and what's what's the situation there at your company? Uh, everyone's working from home. Uh, we, Mary and I felt that was the safest way to do it. Just this week, we had everybody back in for a planning meeting. Uh, everyone sat apart. You know, you can wear your mask if you want to. Um, but we had everybody in for a planning meeting. Um, and it is our hopes that we can start doing jackpot and gaming news again starting in June. Uh, but we published South Mississippi Living. We just, we just put out the issue uh, this morning. Uh, we're working on a comeback issue for, for the June issue, uh, meaning how the coast is coming back. Uh, this current issue, the May issues, filled with COVID stories of businesses that, you know, stepped up, you know, stepped up <clears> the <throat> right thing and 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 worked around all the all the issues to, you know, work or uh, at least have you know good to go uh, restaurant policies. And you're you know you're the type of business that that can utilize technology and you can you know I would say a large percentage of your employees will probably continue to work from home for at least some period of time. Is that the way you see it? It is, but like when we sat on <clears throat> this week, it was so good to see see the, everybody, your family, back together. Uh, and we and we did say you know you know it's communication. You and I are talking via Skype. That's awesome. But when you're putting out a magazine. You know, uh, 100 pages, 200 page magazines. Your designers have got to say, "Hey, did you do this, or did you make that change, or do that?" It, that's where the little errors can occur. So, uh, we really spent a lot more time uh, double checking, triple checking everything before we went to press this time. Well, I see, I see that. So, you know, you you also um, you also published Discover South Mississippi. So, your your stake in the game 
of course, you mentioned South Mississippi Living, but your stake in the game is way beyond gaming. It's it's really about uh, helping contribute toward create a vibrant tourism industry. Yes. Um, I can see other aspects of tourism start to come back. I mean, so I think some pieces are already beginning to come back. But how do you see that industry and what's the status in your mind? You know, it, we, we've got to find, you know, I, I saw like with this week, they, they came out with some drugs uh, testing that show that they can really help cure uh, COVID if you, if you do get it. And, um, you, you know, President Trump and, and all these people are, working overtime for, for a, uh, you know, a virus stopped this thing. Uh, yes. A vaccine. Uh-huh. Vaccine. So if, if we can get a vaccine, the economy is going to, going to have that V shaped recovery and our tourism will see a V shaped recovery without a vaccine. Uh, it's going to be a slow, slower re- recovery because people are just, you know, I still think 30, 40% of people are still going to say, well, I just don't feel safe enough to go out yet, or I'm going to limit my travels. Uh, so we've got a lot of work to do. So if you study the demographics of South Mississippi, you know, there, you know, we, we, we attract all demographics, but the older de- demographic, especially those with vulnerable you know, situations, and most of them may at least have some risk factors, they're not going to be encouraged to, to go, you know, do things. They're going to be encouraged to stay home. So, um, you know, maybe there's a way to, to attract them as well, where they can at least go enjoy the beach and do some aspect of that. Because Leah Litta said the, 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 the um, hotels, Linda Hornsby, who's, uh, who's involved in the Hotel Association, not for you, Michael, for, for the audience, is, you know, the hotels have never been better and cleaner. And the kind of work they're doing to, to make sure that once somebody leaves a hotel, that it's clean and, and some even let it sit for two or three days. I mean, it's incredible the kind of work that's going on in that, in that arena. They're taking this downtime to actually make investments, you know, to redo all the rooms, put all new linen in, you know, clean the carpets, do everything. Yeah. I'm a golfer, as you know, and, you know, Grand Bear has been shut down, but they're opening up. Uh, they open up today, and so is Windance reopening today. Yay. Uh, but <laughs> the Grand Bear spent $400,000 on improvements while they were shut down. That's incredible. That's, but that's yeah. – so they'll have a better product now. Starting today, they're going to have a better product. Yeah. So, Michael, we're coming to the end of our time together, but I'll get you back on. And, uh, let's hope that in May things are – beginning to pick back up again that you're able to publish again in june as you pointed out and uh, let's check in with you in, in, a, in a say a month or so and we'll just see how things are going and what's the latest look forward to it ricky you, you and Anne stay safe hey you too buddy pass our best to mary and uh thank you for your leadership appreciate thank it appreciate it take care bye-bye we'll see uh we'll see you after this break Follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.